Hello friends, my name is Rachel Harkins and you are listening to The More Podcast. Okay, hello everyone. Welcome back to More. I'm so excited for this episode. I have yet to release a podcast episode in a really long time, but um, when the Lord put it on my heart to ask Miranda, I could not think of anyone more perfect. Um, this girl is faithful and bright. And if you know her, you love her. She's amazing. Um, but welcome, Miranda, to the More Podcast. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miranda, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from, how you started walking with Jesus. So I am from Dallas, go to A&M. Um, I started walking with Jesus when I was seven years old, actually on Valentine's Day, which is really kind of a funny story. It was like February, like maybe like 10th or 11th. And I remember talking with my mom and we had just had like a sermon about love or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe someone would love me so much that they would die on the cross for me. And my mom was kind of like walking me through making that decision. And I was like, wait, it would be awesome if we waited for Valentine's Day to do this. And so I made her wait a few days to like Stop. pray a little prayer with me, which is like so dumb. God, you said I'll like, do it, but I'll do it in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> so I started walking with the Lord or like just like grew up in a Christian home and grew up going to church, went to a private Christian school and just was kind of always around believers and around people who like follow God and um, just kind of lived my life and like tried to walk faithfully with the Lord and had seasons where I was like close with him and, and not close with him. And I don't know, just have always like had this like strong desire in my heart to like know the Lord and like seek him through scripture and have been really genuinely placed in like super sweet communities where that's just like been fostered. So coming to A&M has been the sweetest thing. And I feel like my faith has, has grown so much being here and being with just like really close friends who follow the Lord and Lord's done like really cool things on my heart. And humbled me in a lot of ways, but that's kind of how, I mean, my testimony, I feel like that's how I would share it is just like walking close with the Lord, nothing crazy and probably until this year. So yeah. 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 It's kind of crazy. We were just talking about Miranda is someone that the moment I met her, I was like, this girl is like, <laughs> she's on fire for the Lord. And immediately leaving our first interaction, I was like, she would be awesome to have on a podcast one day. <laughs> And quickly after that, Miranda's life drastically changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually just finished chemo treatment. Yes. How many days ago? Um, eight days ago. Eight Wait, days, nine ago. days ago. Yeah. This girl is a freaking <laughs> cancer survivor. Yay. She's awesome. And it's just crazy the timing of all things because I had that thought. And then Miranda was diagnosed mm-hmm. and kind of put it on the back burner. And then recently prayed the prayer of like, Lord, give me someone. Mm-hmm. And had just received a text to Miranda of like, yeah. wait about your podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, this could not be more clear. Um, so we're just sitting here in awe of like the timing of all things. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, Miranda has walked through the fire over these past couple of months. Um, I think you've wrestled with the Lord and learned so much about the character of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think you have a lot of good to share. And I think also the power of your stories, you're currently in it in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about how like, you know, she got to ring the bell eight days ago, but like, it's still hard and she's still recovering and Mm -hmm. she's still healing in a lot of ways. Um, so y'all are going to get to hear a lot of good stuff about what it looks like to walk faithfully with the shepherd of Jesus while Mm -hmm. we're in the Valley in a lot of ways in the in-between, um, in the middle. And not only that, but how do we walk alongside people who are in suffering? Mm -hmm. Miranda's going to give us a lot of good wisdom of like, (laughs) okay, if you, have someone walking through, whether it be a cancer diagnosis or something completely different, like how do we love people well in that? 
Um, because I think it can be hard to, yes, it's it like, can be hard to love yes. people. When I remember some of the sweetest conversations I had were like, right when I was diagnosed, I had my sweet friend Caroline reach out to me and she was like, I need you to tell me like how to be your friend. I don't know mm-hmm. how to be a friend to someone going through this. And, and I want to be, and I want to be here for you. But yeah, it's like opening up that conversation of like, and I remember being like, I don't know how I need people to be your friends because I don't know how to be a girl who has cancer. This just happened like two days ago. But yeah, it's been kind of a crazy year. I remember Rachel and I were in a psychology class together, and I remember being so anxious because I was like, I have this doctor's appointment after. Do you remember that day? Mm-hmm. I was when, like, what month was that in? Uh, probably September. September. Mm-hmm, like really early on. So I found a lump on my neck in the middle of the summer. I was working at camp, and I've always been someone who's been really kind of anxious just about my health. I hate getting sick, obviously, but it's just like always on my mind. I'm like, I can't get sick, all this mm-hmm. stuff. I found this lump on my neck, and immediately my brain was like, this is not good. But I'd had COVID the week before. And so everyone around me was like, it's probably just a swollen lymph node. Like that happens. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's probably not my worst thought, but my brain just goes there really quickly, which is like in a weird way. So the Lord's faithfulness and how he created me, because it was like that, that allowed me to advocate for myself so much in just like doctor's appointments or so many things. Um, So I found the lump on my neck in the middle of the summer ran around camp with lymphoma. I didn't even know. And I was just running around tired, doing all the things and moved back to college station. And my first, um, my first Sunday here, my mom was like, you should probably go get that checked out. So I went to an, I planned to go to an urgent care after church. And at church that week, we were doing communion. And, um, I remember our pastor was like, I want you guys to pick one thing in your life to surrender. And, oh my gosh, I could just cry thinking about it. I, was so anxious about this lump in my neck and so clearly the Lord was like I needed to surrender like this cancer journey that you're about to walk on and I was standing there and it wasn't shocking it was like okay and I prayed and I was like Lord like what I'm about to walk through I'm like giving to you and I'm like in the moment I wasn't scared but I was like I know I'm going to be terrified and this is going to be really hard but you've like put this so 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 much on my heart that this is what this is and and I give it to you. And so we did communion and I prayed so much and I went to the doctor's office and she was like, it's probably just a swollen lymph node. You are okay. And I was like, phew, I'm so dramatic. Like, I can't believe I just prayed that whole prayer in church and all this stuff. And um, I came back and even told my roommates, I was like, remember when the pastor was talking about like surrendering something? Um, I totally surrendered my cancer journey because of this lump on my neck. And everyone was like, LOL, like that's so funny that your brain is like so dramatic, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when a few wow. weeks of just like kind of just being here and it always being in the back of my mind, I would like touch it all the time, be like, what is this? This is so foreign in my body. Um, and went to a few other doctors and I think it took four doctors before someone finally did a biopsy and and my parents came in town and we just ended up going into the doctor and he just like sat me down and told me like the words that you never want to hear. But after he said it, I was like, I need it. And mm-hmm. I've known it this whole time, which I'm wow. so thankful for because that's like the Lord just preparing my heart of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, it's so the Holy Spirit that my heart was in a place of surrender before yeah. this even started of like, Lord, I'm like giving this time to you. And I like want to steward this trial well before I even knew what it was because that's so not me. I'm like mm-hmm. so stressed out and controlling and like all this stuff when it comes to my health. And, and so from there moved home and did eight treatments of chemo and all of the things. And it was, it was a time that was 
really obviously difficult and like in a lot of ways and physically and mentally like it's really taken a toll on my body and my brain just in the way I process a lot of this but also like spiritually like walking through and being like God like where are you and why is this happening even though like I know you're good and I know you're faithful and I know you're gonna walk with me through this but like why did you not tell these cells to not divide in the way that they are like where were you when they started to do their crazy things Um, and so I think it was like the first time in my faith where I've truly like, not like questioned the goodness of the Lord, but been like, just, where are you? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel you. I don't see you. And I'm praying so consistently and I'm like looking for you and all of this, but each day would be more bad news and more bad news and more like sadness and isolation and just like, what's going on? So it's been a really formative few months in my faith and having to realize like what faith is, is like believing something you don't see. We hear that all the time, but it's like believing that the Lord's good and I don't see it. And I'll probably talk about that more later, but sorry, that's our awesome <laughs> It does that sometimes. But um, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of what I've been walking through the last few months and finished chemo last week and moved back to College wow. Station, which is awesome. I like can't believe it in my head. Like the term cancer survivor is like, something that I can label myself as and I'm so proud of all the things that I've done and walked through and but there it's really has shaped me obviously so much Mm -hmm. but yeah Miranda's insane we were going through her journal I guess that you've kept throughout Mm -hmm. treatment and she has a whole tell them about your checklist (laughs) (laughs) so it was after my first chemo treatment I was like mom I cannot do this like it wiped me out for 11 days I like couldn't sit up without passing out. My body was so weak. It was literally horrendous. I was like, I can't do this. I like literally will not be able to get through this. And she was like, Miranda, think about all of the things that you've done. Like this did not start with this chemo treatment last week. This started in like August when you got blood work because they thought you had mono. Like this started so long ago. So I made this checklist of all the things from the first little blood work I got to like my bone marrow biopsy to my first PET scan. And then I mapped out like my chemo treatments, all my shots I had to get, literally everything. It It is a long list. It's like so long, you guys. I look at it and I'm like, how did I just do that? But every time I would do something, I would just like come home and check it off. And it was a very like cool visual of like, okay, I've already done a lot. And like the chemo is like the hardest part of all this, but it is like a, it's like the last half of like what I have to do and so it was just a really good visual for me and now I have it and it's just like it has one little thing on the end and it's just getting my chemo port taken out Yay! which is crazy and that'll happen in probably a few weeks but that's my little checklist <laughs> I told Miranda <laughs> that she needs to tear it out of her journal and like tape it up in I her room to. and be like I am awesome <laughs> I just did so much I can literally do all things because I just did those yes, things and also them. like what a cool reminder of like just having moments moving forward where you're just like, Lord, where are you? You can look mm-hmm. at that list and be like, he was there. Yes. Like, I did not see it in the moment, mm-hmm. but like, he was there. Yeah. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit today. But when we were discussing what we wanted to talk about on this podcast, Miranda brought up this verse in James, mm-hmm. which talks about trials and going yes. through trials. Yes. And just talk a little bit about how, I don't know, your perspective of going through hard things has been refined and changed throughout the past few months. Yeah. I think like, I kind of showed this earlier, but up until then, like up until my cancer diagnosis, I've had times where it's like, I'm going through something like a little difficult or hard. And like, I see the Lord in this, all this stuff. But the Bible does say like when we trace or when we face trials of various um, kinds. And so it's not like if it's like totally when, like our lives Mm -hmm. will have hard things. And I think that 
so much of the Bible and sitting there reading it, like throughout this last few months, I've just seen the Lord has such a heart, obviously, for people going through suffering. And that is like so much of what the church is built on there. People suffering because of like the trials of this world. And I remember even the summer at camp or like I've had so many conversations of people talking to me and being like, how can you like believe that the Lord is good when this is happening in your life? And how can he be all good and all powerful? I remember that's what I was thinking. Like I was like, how is God so good yet all powerful yet this is happening to me? And I think that, I mean, we live, the only thing that I could come up in my brain with this is like, we live in a broken world and sin has consequences. And so there are things like death and sickness and divorce and horrible, horrible things that people have to encounter, whether they walk closely with the Lord or not. Like no one is exempt from the trials of this world, which I think that my little bubble here in College Station, I'm just like, oh, like life is hard. I don't know who to ask to the day party, all these like dumb little things. But then like really like reality hits. And unfortunately, that's just the way things are. We live in a broken world. But the thing that comforted me so much when I would think about that is just like, if my heart's breaking for my situation, think about how much the like perfect heart of a perfect father who loves me more than I can even imagine was like chattering with mine. Like when I would sit on the bathroom floor with my hair falling out because of chemo, just like weeping about like the state of my body and the state of my life, like Mm -hmm. his heart was shattering and breaking like Mm -hmm. infinitely more than Mm -hmm. mine was, Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of the only thing that I could think about and find comfort in is like, he's like the God of the bathroom floor and would (laughs) sit with me when I was like, his heart's breaking there too. And just alongside mine. Um, And so I like found a lot of comfort in that when, when I would think about it, I like, I was talking with my friend the other day and I always, I'm like a super creative person. I like love to draw. And so like to draw a lot of little pictures that come to mind when it comes to faith. And I think the last few months have looked like, I'll try to explain it. I haven't drawn it, but I will at some point. It's just this idea I have in my mind of like the Lord's hand and me in it. And like some days I was in it just laying there, like super sick with chemo or Some days I was literally beating him up and like so angry and screaming and yelling and fighting um, Mm -hmm. and angry. And some days I was so, so, so sad, like filling his hand up with tears. But the thing that remained so consistently was like his hands and like me in it. I never Mm -hmm. left it the whole Mm -hmm. time. And sometimes I felt like I was sitting there with like a blindfold on of like, I don't even want to see how you're working through this because I'm so frustrated that this is happening. But I was still in his hand even then and he was Mm -hmm. still there and he was still with me. Um, so that's my little picture that I still in his hands. I love that. Oh, I love that. I don't even remember. No, if you remember saying these things, Mm -hmm. but when me and Miranda went to coffee, I don't even know a month ago. Yeah. It was a month ago. She was just telling me about the past few months and just processing out, processing it out loud. And she said something that struck me and I actually wrote it in my notes page. I don't even know if you remember me doing this, but you said there have been days where I've been so sick. And so exhausted that there's nothing getting me through and there's nothing more worth it than thinking about his grace. Yeah. And that quote reminds me so much of that picture Mm -hmm. of the hand. Yeah. And like, oh, just to think that, I mean, what a privilege it is to walk through hard things being held in that hand. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think I, I know you've said this, but you can't imagine going through this journey without the hand of God in your story. No. And I think if you can hear anything from this podcast, it is that, I mean, if trials are inevitable, like there's nothing greater than walking through them with mm-hmm. the Lord by your side. Um, because so many people don't, don't get that, you yeah, know? Yeah. No, I remember thinking like so consistently waking up and being like, Oh my gosh, I have another day where I'm 
so sick and I'm laying in bed um, and just wondering how people walk through really hard things without like knowing that the Lord is good and the Lord is sovereign. Because that's like, I would say that in my head over and over and over and be like, I mean, I'm walking through this and I know that he's going to use this. Like, I know that he's going to, he's faithful to like use our trials and he wouldn't have allowed this to happen if he weren't going to do like miraculous and amazing things through it. And so like choosing to trust in that, even though like sometimes quite honestly, I would be like, this is not worth it. Whatever he's going to do, I feel like this is not worth it because I'm so sick and I feel so bad, which is not true because that's just my own little perspective of like my selfishness of not wanting to be sick, but like holding on to that and like choosing to like believe and choosing to have faith in that. It's like, I don't know. It was really pivotal and how I was able to kind of walk through this. Mm-hmm. It was not on my own strength. I'm not a very strong person. I will tell you that. Like I'm not, and I'm not someone who, who thinks that they can walk through mm-hmm. things hard and walk through things well, but through like the goodness of the Lord and the faithfulness of the Lord, he was there and he held mm-hmm. me and carried me like quite frankly through it because I was just not like I couldn't do that on my own yeah yeah and something that me and Marina talked about when we were preparing for this episode is you know we didn't want this episode to be something that was wrapped up in a pretty bow of Mm -hmm. like okay hard things happening but hard things are happening but like God is still good because I think that's a message that is so often preached to us Mm -hmm. and I think we're not told that you know we can hold both of like yes we can hold the idea that like life can suck sometimes and hard mm. things will come, but also holding at this being like holding at the exact same time yes. that God is still good. And I think so often we believe that it has to be black and white mm-hmm. of, I have to choose one side mm-hmm. when I think we see so many times in scripture that, you know, people walking through hard things in scripture, you know, we look at the story of Job. We've talked yes. a lot about the story of Job, me and Miranda and how so much of her past few months mirrors that story. But we just hear Job lamenting and just being like, God, where are you? And then in the same chapter being like, but you are still mighty and you are still good. Mm-hmm. So Marina, tell us more about what that has looked like for you holding both yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I think holding both like the picture of having two hands is like so important because I was like so, so, so angry at God at first. And I was like, this is so dark and so evil and and so bad. And I do think it's so important to recognize like and kind of sit in that like this is so sad and evil and cancer is not something of the Lord. Obviously it is like so of the enemy and, and it's sick and destructive and our, our cells just doing things they're not supposed to do and they weren't designed to do. Um, and so I think if we recognize that, that really, I mean, it's like, if we don't look over that. Like we just kind of look over exactly what Jesus came to die for. So I think it's so important to recognize like the gravity of human condition and the ways we're affected by it. But also in the other hand, hold on to the hope that like, wait, sin and death have like been defeated. And so it's like, doesn't make it easier in the moment, but it is so important to recognize that like there is hope that we get to walk in. And a verse that, um, or a few verses that my friend shared with me during this are in Habakkuk actually, um, 3, 17 through 19. And it says, though the fig trees should not blossom nor the fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the field and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on the high places. And so it was, I like, she shared that with me and I was like, I just related so much to that verse of 17 or verse 17, where it was like, these things are not happening. I'm like not hearing from the Lord. I like, don't see how he's going to use this yet. I will rejoice in the Lord. And yet I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a beautiful picture of holding those two hands and I think that's so important of um and obviously like 
this whole story. I'm still walking through this, like Rachel said. Like I'm still healing. My my body is still healing from this chemo I got eight days ago. My stomach is not good, and my my hair is falling out so much, you guys. I'm like so tired of it. But there are so many things where I'm like, I think it's just very evident that like you have to hold those two things um, like that when you're walking through suffering because there's strength in it and there's beauty in it, but also it like recognizes really how we're living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And I think, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier, but, and we see a picture of this going back to Job of these three friends that come along while Job is walking through a lot of suffering. And you, mm-hmm. if you haven't read the book of Job yet, it is good so stuff. Good. I mean, good. If you're walking through something hard, good. If you're walking alongside someone who is walking through something hard, mm-hmm. but we see these three friends come alongside Job and they're not really loving him super well. No. And, um, they on they need to be shaken by the Lord of like, mm-hmm. you're not doing this right. Like love him better. Um, but me and Miranda kind of wanted to touch on, um, okay, what does it look like to walk through people as they're walking through suffering? Yeah. What to do, what not to do, what is the best thing to do? Mm-hmm. I think just Miranda looking at your past few months or like, what are things that people did for you, people asked you that you felt really loved by. Because I think oftentimes it's the miscommunication of like, gosh, I want to love you, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes people will pull back because they don't know how. Um, So walk us through a little bit about what community has looked like for the past few months, because Mm -hmm. I know it has been just isolating being at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So touch on that. Yeah. So I was home um, and it is isolating. And it was because I just was by myself and as much as all my friends that probably totally so many times they're like, I wish I could be there and do it all for you and do it all with you. I mean, I had to sit there in the chemo chair and get my infusions alone and I had to recover alone. Um, but that does not mean that my community was like silent because I had so many people wrapped around me. And I think the coolest thing that like, first of all, I will say is like prayer is so important. And it's like, obviously like pray for your friends, but there were so many days where I like was so weak or so honestly like angry at the Lord that I did not want to pray. I was like, I'm not going to pray for myself because I don't feel good. I'm just going to sleep today or whatever. But I would wake up feeling so joyful or something really awesome would happen. Or I would have just this like overwhelming sense of like peace that I know it would be so cool. I'd be like, I'm walking actively in the prayers of other people being answered. And so, so many people were going behalf um, or going before the Lord on my behalf, which was just crazy and insane. And so that was something that was like really, really powerful that I was like actively feeling. Um, and then there's this also this cool thing called sitting Shiva. Have we mm, talked about this? No, we haven't. But you okay. sent me your, she sent me your notes yes. yesterday and I was like, wait, that's so cool. Yeah. So it's like a Jewish tradition that my friend Erin and I actually talked about. She just sent me a podcast on it. I listened to half of it. So I need to listen to the rest of it. But it's this Jewish tradition that basically when someone would pass away, their family would sit in the house for seven days and just totally sit and mourn. Um, And there were a lot of traditions and little routines that they would do kind of to like represent mourning and the grief process. But basically people would come, they were called like condolence visitors. They were friends, be friends of the family or friends of the person who passed away. And they would literally just come and sit with the family. And they were not like traditionally allowed to like speak to the mourners um, until they were spoken to, um, which is just like this cool picture of like coming in and sitting. And so once they were spoken mm-hmm. to, they could offer words of encouragement or a hug or whatever they just felt was comforting. But I think there's like so much power in like my friends who would just listen to me and sit with me. And like I had friends at home who would just come sit with me after a chemo treatment and just be with me when I was like too weak to even carry on a conversation or friends that I would text and they would be like, listen, I don't know what you need to hear right now, but I'm not going to even enter this conversation with words on my mind. I'm just here to listen. 
And so I think the act of like sitting with someone and being there with them, not trying to like pull them out and be like, it's going to be okay because of this. There were a lot of times where I just couldn't hear that at that moment because I was like, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be okay. And so it's kind of this balance of like sitting and recognizing the depth of someone's suffering and, and listening and being there and trying to understand and leaving a space for them to process and all of that, but also kind of showing them hope in these small ways when they aren't capable of seeing it themselves. Because I had so many friends also that were so gentle and showing me the light and like those really dark days. And it wasn't, it wasn't forced upon me to have to see, but I was like so thankful for people who could do that when I just wasn't capable of doing that myself. Mm. Um, and so I feel like that tradition of like the sitting Shiva and sometimes like the best thing you could do is just like be present and knowing that your words sometimes aren't even like your words can't bring the comfort that sometimes just company can. Mm. So that was something that I really saw in my community was just people embracing me like wholeheartedly of like, I don't know what this is like. And I, I won't know what this is like when you're walking through it, but I, I want to be there for you and with you. Mm. Um, which was just so beautiful and so, so, so sweet. Like looking back, I'm so thankful for my community because I don't think I could have gotten mm. through this without the people praying or checking in mm-hmm. on me. Mm, that's mm-hmm. so good. And mm-hmm. I love hearing you talk about this while you're petting your sweet dog, Willa. <laughs> Tell, yeah. Talk to us about Willa really quick. I think Willa <laughs> deserves a spot. She's on like actually perfect. She keeps walking to the back door and scratching on it. So I'm like trying to keep her next to me. Um, but she's literally so sweet. She's my dog. And she's also been someone very present throughout this whole thing. Like always next to me, always with me. Mm-hmm. She's perfect. Like, I can't even explain how good she is. And I was just, <laughs> after hearing you talk, I was just looking at Willa and I was like, Willa's <laughs> such a cool picture of what kind of person Wait, you need yes. to be while walking through suffering. Because yes. Willa didn't come to you and was like, Miranda, how can I fix you? No. How can I help you? How can no. I heal you? Because, you know, I mean, as a dog, she could humbly acknowledge that yeah. she can't be that <laughs> fixer. But she was just with you. Just and I think so often when I would check on you, you would be like, I have Willa. Like, yeah. I have Willa, so I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> and I mean, how cool that Willa is such a picture of yes. the presence of Jesus to you. Yes, yes, yes. Truly, truly. And she, she was just always with me. All the things. Just like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's like it's such a cool picture because she didn't walk into my room every day being like, okay, let's get up and go for a walk. You need to get better. It was like, let me lay next to you, which is like, mm. I mean, she's a dog and that's what she does. She loves to lay on my bed, but also such a cool representation of like the people around me. They weren't like, okay, this is hard, but I want you to see like the mm. Lord's going to use this. Let's only talk about that and not talk about all the hard things. It was like the, okay, like I didn't have people laying in my bed with me, but mm. like people getting down to that level of like, mm. you're so sick. you don't see how this mm-hmm. is going to be used, but you have faith that it, it will be used. And I'm going to lay here with you and be sad with you. And my heart's mm. breaking with you. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. Willa is a picture of God's grace. I to know. You. I say this all the time. She's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but how cool. I have a friend too. When we were growing up, she's obsessed with her dog and she would always be like, Rachel, how cool is it that dog spelled backwards is God? Oh. It's like God had purpose in creating dogs. Wait, so they totally did. That. <laughs> And if you have a dog, you're probably like, for sure, like I get it. And if you don't have a dog, get a dog. Because I mean, what a picture of God's grace. And and if you guys haven't met Willa, just come over because (laughs) she's perfect and she'll probably fix all your problems. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Okay. Well, Miranda, now that you're done with chemo, how are you feeling about moving forward? And what does that look like? Being back at school and just 
Because I think so often people might look at your story and be like, okay, you're done. Like back to normal, Miranda. But we were even just talking about how, you know, that's not the reality and you're still healing and Mm -hmm. the Lord is still working your heart in a lot of ways. So talk through, talk through that. Yeah. So I moved back like literally two days ago. So I'm still like unpacking my stuff and, and settling back in. And it's, it's so weird being back because I feel like I've come back just like a very different person. And I have this new perspective, which is really beautiful. Um, but also really hard because I'm in this place of like a lot of comparison of like, oh my goodness, all my friends can do all these things, but I get so tired or even just like a very stark comparison of like what my life was like for this. Cause I'm living in the same house mm-hmm. and doing all the same things. And I'm just not the same person and physically still recovering mentally walking through a lot of things. And then even like spiritually, like what does my faith and my walk with the Lord look like now? Um, and so it's such a transition and honestly one that I'm like super excited for and was really anxious for coming back because I was like, I don't even know how this is going to be. And even though like I'm not doing chemo anymore, I'm like recovering um, in a lot of ways. And so just like really like every day waking up and being like, okay, this is one day further out from my last chemo treatment. I'm like healing. And I know that and each day is going to be better and better. And the Lord's like working so much on my heart. And I'm like, I'm already starting to see all of his goodness in the last few months. I feel like now that the cloud is kind of lifted, it's just like, wait, he was so faithful to provide me with like an awesome nurse, an awesome oncologist, like phlebotomist that I love, like medically I was so taken care of. And then my friends in my community and just like even the story about church, like mm-hmm. when I was able to surrender that, mm-hmm. like the fog has kind of lifted and I'm able to see that, which yeah. is super, super cool. Because yeah. there were days before where I was like, I'm not going to see how he's used this. This is so hard and horrible. And it's just so cloudy and foggy. And my brain wasn't able to see all of that. But And I think it's okay that in the moment you weren't able to see that. Like in the moment you were literally just on the bathroom floor and you were like, okay, God, I don't see you and I don't believe you're good, but I'm Mm -hmm. still going to cling to you because that's all I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. So you kind of touched on how it's been hard and you've, you've had moments where you've been really hard on yourself of like, gosh, I'm comparing myself to so many people. And why am I not like I was before I started Mm -hmm. cancer treatment? So tell us about what giving yourself grace has looked like. I mean, we were literally, before we started recording, you were like, I just need to give myself grace. So what do you feel like the Lord is teaching you currently through the idea of giving yourself grace? Yeah. I think that it's something I'm really trying to do right now and something that I've never really been good at, but especially now is just like, okay, I'm not the same I was before and that's okay. And I tell myself all the time, I'm like, and Rachel like had a really good point of, I need to put my little checklist up in my room of like what I just did and what I just walked through of like, oh my goodness, just because I'm back and I can't keep up and I can't do all these things and I feel so different. That is not a bad thing. It is just simply that I've walked through something incredibly difficult like whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, or like emotionally, like I need to extend myself grace. And that's something I feel like we could all do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And especially me right now, I just, I don't, I don't even know if I have any pointers on how to do that. If you guys know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to work at giving myself um, some grace and, and just recognizing all that I've walked through because I don't know, it's something that I'm just still learning how to do. It's really Mm -hmm. difficult. Mm -hmm. It's truly difficult. Yeah. And I go back to that picture of us sitting in the hand of God. And I feel like we're just in his hand sometimes being like beating ourselves up and being Mm -hmm. like looking at other people and being like, wait, why am I not like them? Or why am Mm -hmm. I not like them? And I feel like the heart of Jesus is just (laughs) looking at us being like, 
chill out. Like just rest in my hands. Like I have you, like Mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So kind of wanted to end on this note. And usually I start with this, but I feel like this would be a great way to wrap this episode up. Um, But this series is called Testify. And I think the cool thing about the act of testifying is it looks very different for all different believers. And I think Testify now looks very different for you than it did before you started your cancer journey. So just over the past couple of months, what does testify looked like for you? Yeah, I think testifying, like waking up every day and like being like, how can I live this day for the Lord? And so there were days when I was like doing chemo and I would be in my bed so, so, so sick or in my mom's bed or on the couch and being like, I miss when my days of like living for the Lord looked like walking around the historic district with a girl who had questions about God or or going to SOS and sitting with my kids and talking about Jesus. Um. I miss those days. And those are my days. They're looking like that a little bit now, but there were even times where I would wake up and just simply be in bed or be really upset and be sad or sick, or even just like going to the oncology office and getting chemo and sitting with all my 60 year old chemo friends, (laughs) but like choosing to wake up those days and being like, okay, this is what my walk with the Lord looks like right now. And it's like isolating and I'm not able to like walk with people around the historic district or do all the things that I used to do what ministry used to look like, but it, but it looks like me choosing to stay faithful and me choosing to believe that the Lord's good. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't feel it in choosing to look to see him on these days where it's really, mm-hmm. really difficult. And, and so I think that, I think, again, I had to allow myself some grace of like testifying looks different mm-hmm. in all seasons, especially seasons of suffering and seasons of grief. Um, and it's still, I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like now. Like, how do I, how do I walk with the Lord? And how do I wake up every day and decide, like, I need to use today for his glory. And that's like always my prayer when I wake up. But it was really hard on those days where it was like, oh, I'm just in my bed. How is this supposed to be like used for his glory? Mm-hmm. But he was even there. And mm-hmm. like his purpose was even there um, over my body and, and healing and all of those things. So I think that's what I would say. And what a beautiful that. thing that you know, the act of testifying for you simply looked like showing up mm-hmm. and surrendering and admitting that no power of Miranda Reeves is sustaining me right now. Right. Quite literally only the strength and power of the spirit within me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is more than enough. Yeah. And I think we get it in our heads that it has to look a certain way. It has to be a certain way. We have to say the perfect things. Mm-hmm. When I mean, if y'all have gained anything from this series of podcast episodes, I mean, all these women have been so incredibly different, mm-hmm. have come from so many incredibly different stories which just goes to show that, you know, we can't put the Lord in a box of what he's going to do with his power and what he's going to do with his faithfulness because he is so good even when things are so hard. Yes. Um, But Miranda, I wanted to end on this question. If you could go back to September of last year um, and look yourself in the eye and say one thing of just like, Miranda, know these truths, know Mm -hmm. these things, what would you say? Or even just someone going through a hard thing, what would you say? I think that I would say – that I this is like just been like so in my head that like God is faithful and he is with you and even on the days where I think I've said this so many times where you don't feel that choose to believe that and pray pray to feel that and pray to have people in your life that remind you of that because truly truly that's the only thing that got me through was just like understanding that he's faithful and I don't know how he's going to use this and there would be times where I'd be like I don't know if he's ever going to reveal to me how he's going to use this but I'm trusting that he is because he's good. And we have, we have scripture and we have so many people's testimonies to listen to. And um, I would just encourage you to listen to those of people walking through hard things because 
he's walked with them and he's, he's seen them through. And, and like, we have a whole Bible full of that, of just like, like quite honestly, just like suffering and grief and crying out to the Lord, but he's there and he's super, super near to those and going through, going through hard times. And so I think I would tell myself that, and I would probably be so scared hearing that and be like, I don't want to walk through something where I have to depend on the Lord so much, but it truly has been so, so beautiful. And, and just getting to see his heart for me in like a whole new way, just like blows my mind. And like, Mm -hmm. really does bring me to tears of like, Mm -hmm. He was so near, like so near. <laughs> She's so rude, you guys. But like truly, truly, mm-hmm. he has been like so near. And I've seen that so evidently. And each day that that passes from that dark cloud of the last few months, I see it, see it more and more. So mm-hmm. I would say that to someone who is walking through a hard time. Um, mm-hmm. And just that you're not alone. Like yeah. you really are not alone. Even on those days where I felt so isolated and and scared and confused, I, I wasn't alone, even mm-hmm. though there wasn't someone right next to me doing the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not alone at all. That's so good. Yeah. And I think whether you you are walking through a hard time right now or you will, because, you know, we hear James 1 verse 2 say when mm-hmm. you face trials of many kinds. Um, I think just our hope is that you wouldn't hear these things and be scared. Our hope is that you would hear the voice of the Father being like, I am with you yes. and I will go before you and I will stand beside you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your story, Miranda, just proclaims the Father's nearness. And I just know it will bless a lot of people. But to close us out, would you pray yes. for just people walking through hard things, whether it's cancer diagnosis, mm-hmm. um, even just a hard day at school, whatever yeah. it may be. Will yeah. you just pray for people walking through suffering that they would feel that nearness? I will. God, I just thank you so much for today. And I thank you just so much for this conversation and just this space that we get to live in of kind of attention of longing so much for heaven, but still having to walk through really hard things. And um, I just thank you for the ways that you're with us, God. I pray for everyone listening to this podcast or people walking through really difficult things. Um, I just pray that they would feel your nearness, God. I pray that there would be a supernatural peace that kind of just surrounds all of their days, that fills their their minds and their hearts, God. I pray that um, you would give them a joy also that is just otherworldly and causes people to ask questions. I'm so thankful for who you are and the ways that you've been so faithful and consistent with me um, through the last few months. And yeah, just love you so much. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.